not barbecue back there, and you didn't invite me, hurt my feelings. Thank you for tuning in to the Destination Devi Injury Pod. I'm your host, Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy. This week, we only have two teams on by Arizona and Carolina, with only one more week heavy with bye weeks next week. There's six teams on by. Uh, and then fantasy playoffs. So we're wrapping up here. Hopefully you're all making a push, pushing your way into playoffs and getting the important bye week for the number one seed. Uh, we have a ton of injuries this week, primarily to running backs, when it only seems like a few weeks ago when we had two or three running back injuries. So that's going to be tough this week. So hang in there. And hopefully we won't deal with too many veteran rest situations where you know, if it's a losing team in the NFL, that they don't want to rest their veterans uh, and ruin our, our fantasy playoff hopes. So one thing to keep in mind, too, if you have any rebuilding teams that are out of playoff contention, now is the perfect time to sell aging vets for value for contending teams or two contending teams. So capitalize on their situation and turn that into good future value for your own teams, especially if you're not you're not uh, competing. And then also, you know, play the numbers game. If your order, if your draft order, if you're in the top five picks, if you're uh, technically bottom five teams in your league or six teams, depending on how many teams go to playoffs, um, if it's based on total points, then shed some veteran players for young players who either are minimally playing or maybe they're injured, whatever it might be. And so you're getting less points on your roster and you may go from pick 105 to pick 104 so it's always a good way to to play it right now there's even if you're not contending for playoffs there's always things to do and strategy to make your team better for next year all right let's dive into injuries for this week so at quarterback Lamar Jackson we know he had been dealing with a quad injury he left Wednesday's practice early was limited in practice that day uh, but he was able to return Thursday. He's actually fully off the injury report, and he's good to go. I know he's had some frustrating weeks for fantasy purposes, but uh, his wide receivers have dropped. I think I saw the number was three or four total touchdowns, potential touchdowns, that they have dropped in the end zone. So if they start catching those, you know, hopefully his, his fantasy points come back up. Uh, I know it's been a little frustrating lately, but just stick with him. Uh, obviously, you know, you're not benching Lamar Jackson. That would be stupid. But... He is off the injury report and should be good to go this week. Matt Stafford, he's been dealing with the neck strain uh, and technically a concussion. He was actually cleared from concussion protocol this week, but he's been ruled out. And I really don't know if this is a situation where the Rams are just shutting him down for the rest of the year. Um, you know, he's a competitor. I'm sure he wants to play. Um, it, you know, if he does return this season, I think that's also a good indication for us that he... he you know, maybe he does come back next year. I know there's been the retirement uh, concern, retirement rumors with Matt Stafford going on. I think he comes back. It seems like he would come back next year. Um, but yeah, for fantasy purposes this year, if you have him, I, I really don't know if he's going to come back this year. We'll just have to wait and see. For this week, it's going to be John Wolford starting over Bryce Perkins. Um, so if you need a if, super flex league, you need a quarterback too if you're desperate. Not too many injuries this week, so hopefully not. If you're going to be starting John Wolford um, and you're a contending team, I'd argue that you're not a contending team, and you should probably reconsider that. Justin Fields, he is actually fully off the injury report. He had been dealing with that left AC sprain, likely a grade two. Uh, 
per sources, can't say how I know this, but per sources, um, he does not have any pain with most of his throws. As of middle of the week, it was really only rolling to his left and uh, throwing while rolling out to his left and then deep throws. So I would assume he no longer has uh, pain with those throws. And, you know, I, I, I think the fact that he's going to play, you know, the Bears are on bye next week. So if there was any concern, I think they would have sat him. Um, so the fact that he's going to suit up and play this week is a really good sign, really good sign of his health. I think there is some re-injury risk if he takes a hard hit, lands on his left shoulder or anything like that. Um, but I, I don't think with him, I don't think we need to play that game. We just just play him this week and hope for no re-aggravation or no re-injury. Uh, I think we can play Justin Fields. Maybe he has a little less rushing upside, but I think he'll be smarter with um, trying to avoid hits, getting down, sliding when he needs to, getting out of bounds when he needs to. But for fantasy purposes, I think we can play Justin Fields and just hope that no re-injury occurs. Aaron Rodgers, he's also out, uh, fully off the injury report. He had been dealing with that rib, oblique injury. Um, it could limit his throwing to an extent, but he should be able to play the whole game. So if you're relying on him, I think you can safely start Rodgers this week. At running back, Christian McCaffrey, I know everyone was panicking with the left knee irritation, left knee symptoms that popped up. Um, he was able to get a full pre- full participation, full practice in on Friday, and he was fully taken off the injury report. He's good to go. This this knee tendonitis is likely a very minor, minor, can't talk anymore, minor deal and something he'll have to manage with load management moving forward. So I would expect next couple of weeks where, you know, maybe Wednesday starts out with a did not practice or a limited practice early in the week, but then he winds up playing. So I think um, I'll talk on Debo later, but especially with him dealing with an injury, I think they'll probably rely on Christian McCaffrey in the passing game a little more. And then rushing likely gives the ball to, I'm personally hoping more Jordan Mason gets some rush attempts just to save Christian McCaffrey. The Niners, especially with this history, the Niners are going to be smart. This is the part that we can't really predict for fantasy purposes. They they want to win the games, obviously. They need to win the games um, to remain the number one seed in their division. But, um, you know, I, they're, they're going to be smart with K- Christian McCaffrey because they need him. They 100% need him to be 100% healthy for playoffs. So I think they'll rely more on Jordan Mason. I personally believe he's better than uh, Tyrion Davis-Price. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tevin Coleman works in because he's a veteran. He knows the playbook. He's smart. Shanahan can trust him. But for fantasy purposes, Christian McCaffrey, for sure start him. Aside from him, I really don't know if you want to start any other 49ers running back other than take a wait-and-see approach. Um, you know, if you're if you're absolutely desperate and you need a flex option, I think I would play Jordan Mason over Tyrion Davis-Price and Jordan Mason over Tevin Coleman. But again, truly a wait-and-see approach. Najee Harris, remarkably, he was able to get a limited practice in on Friday and was taken off the injury report after not practicing Wednesday or Thursday. And he actually told reporters he will play. This has to be a very mild oblique strain. My concern here, well, one, I'll talk on this. So the Steelers had a linebacker. I can't remember his name, and I should have looked at this before. But in this same exact situation earlier this year where the linebacker was a did not participate Wednesday, Thursday, he was a limited participant on Friday, fully taken off the injury report, and coaches said, 
know, the linebacker's going to play, wound up playing zero snaps. So I'm really hoping that this, that's not the case here for Najee Harris. Um, my concern here with Najee is looking at the injury, you know, one, he, I don't think it's a hernia. I know I saw some injury analysts saying, oh, concern for sports hernia, hernia. I, I think I even said that. But um, he, he was reaching up higher, closer to his oblique and closer to his rib, where sports hernia or inguinal hernia would be lower near, um, you know, lower abdominal cavity, uh, near the belly button, uh, near the hip. He was reaching up higher. And the fact that Harris, you know, typically with these, if they're mild, the player will take a few snaps off. They'll be listed as questionable. The team is assessing. The team is assessing. More time goes by, and then eventually ruled out. Harris was ruled out very quickly. So that that to me, you know, I have this little thought in the back of my mind, thinking, you know, this seems like a higher grade strain for Najee Harris. Somehow he's going to play. We have to consider too Najee Harris's remarks at the beginning of the year or within the first couple of weeks, where he was talking about. He, he's one, he's a competitor. He, two, he doesn't like losing snaps. He thinks he should get all of the snaps in this backfield. And so I'm sure there's a part of him thinking, man, if I don't play and Jalen Warren plays well, maybe he starts taking even more snaps from me. Maybe he starts taking my job. I need to play this game. That has to be a consideration here. So he'll probably tough it out. There's significant risk for re-injury here, in my opinion. I would expect Jalen Warren, one, I, I didn't talk on Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren uh, has been listed as questionable due to his hamstring strain. However, he told reporters on Tuesday that he expects, he was fully cleared to practice and fully cleared to play this week. He got full participations in all week. So I'm, I'm actually a little surprised he was even listed questionable on the injury report. I expect Warren to play, and I expect him. I wouldn't be surprised if Warren gets majority of the touches this week. But if not, if it's close to a 50-50 split, I would expect Jalen Warren to get majority of the receiving work because then Najee doesn't necessarily have to worry about reaching. He doesn't have to worry about um, extending his arms out where the oblique might get strained. He just has to worry about carrying the ball. And then if Najee fumbles or deals with any pain, I would expect them to take him out and just rely on Jalen Warren and Benny Snell. And I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony McFarlane is active again for this week. But we'll have to see on that. So for fantasy purposes, this is really tough. You know, I one, it's a really good matchup. Really good matchup for running backs. So I wouldn't be surprised if Najee Harris got, you know, 30, 40 yards and a touchdown. But again, there's the risk that he gets two to three points and gets a re-injury. So... If you have a strong pivot, I'm, I'm assuming because Harris has struggled all year that you already do have a strong pivot, I would strongly consider sitting Najee Harris. I know that's tough, especially the matchup. Um, I would consider sitting Najee Harris this week and just wait and see, see how he does for next week. And then Jalen Warren, I, I think you do have to consider starting him, especially in PPR leagues, because I, I do expect him to get majority of the receiving work. So hopefully that helps. This is going to be a messy situation, and it's hard to predict for fantasy, but that's my take on it. Could be wrong, but we'll have to see. Joe Mixon, uh, he this is a weird situation as well. He's still dealing with a concussion. As far as I know, I haven't seen anything just yet, although ch checking my notifications now. Um, you know, he is still in concussion protocol, which is really weird. This is the second week. He's gotten limited participations in all week. He has not been able to progress to a full participation, and he's listed as questionable. I know Zach Taylor said, 
we're, we're assessing on a 12-hour by 12-hour basis with Mixon. With concussions, usually you see them get a full participation in by Friday. So I, I'm really starting to think Mixon doesn't play this week. I hope you still have Samaji P. Ryan. I hope you didn't drop him thinking, oh, Joe Mixon's going to be back next week. I, I'm starting to think he, Mixon's not going to play this week. So just really watch for that. If, if Mixon plays, obviously you play him. Um, he's if he's fully cleared to go, he's not a guy that you would want to bench thinking, oh, you know, injury risk for another concussion is higher up. No, if Mixon is active, you play him. If he's inactive, then Samaje Piran becomes a must start. Travis Etienne, he's dealing with the foot ankle sprain. Um, still nothing confirmed, but I do believe it's his right foot, right ankle, not his left side. His left side was the prior one with the Liz Frank sprain. Um, he was a limited participation all three days out of the week, and his list is questionable. I do think he plays, but likely on limited snaps, which which makes this question kind of whether to play him or not in fantasy. And I lean towards not playing him this week, just based on some odd remarks from Doug Peterson. Uh, Peterson said a couple of conflicting statements. First, he said, I expect ETN to play this week. And then he said, when, when someone asked him about Daryl Henderson, well, if ETN is active, then Daryl Henderson won't be active. It's like, well, why'd you say that? You know, why, why didn't you just say, well, ETN's going to be active. I expect him to play, so Daryl Henderson won't play. Could it be gamesmanship? Yes. But there's just a little, there's enough there to make me doubt whether ETN's actually going to play this week, since Peterson hasn't been clear. I do think he does. Um, based on the mechanism and how ETN was moving on the sideline, it seemed like he could have played last week. And again, we heard he's actually cleared to return, but the coaches held him out. And I think either they're overly cautious or this injury is worse than they're letting on. So we'll truly have to wait and see on that approach. I, If he's active, if you have a strong pivot, I would recommend sitting Travis Etienne this week. If you need him as a as a running back three, as a you know fourth flex, whatever it might be, I think there, just given his upside, I think you might as well risk playing him, um, and just hope he gets enough touches and hope he doesn't suffer a re-injury. It would not surprise me if Jermichael Hasty led the running backs in touches, though, this week. Leonard Fournette, uh, he is fully off the injury report. He had been dealing with a hip pointer. Uh, full participation in practice. I do expect him to play and return to being a running back two, running back three. Um, and then so I think you can play Leonard Fournette this week. I think you can also play Rashad White because he's he's playing well, and White, I would expect, um, can give you some solid PPR value as a running back three uh, with upside. So And there's a there's the chance that the team keeps White as the majority leader in touches. So we'll just have to see on that approach, but I think you can play both of them. I wouldn't be surprised if Fournette gets one or two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, he's dealing with that calf strain. He was a limited participant. All three days out of the week. This is questionable. I do think he plays, and if he's active, you start him. I think the limited participation all week was load management for him, and he winds up playing. But just keep an eye on his status Sunday morning. But again, start if he's active. If he's not, I think you can play Amir Abdullah. I wouldn't recommend playing Zamir White. Not sure if they trust him just yet. And then Amir Abdullah would be getting some carries, but uh, more of the PPR work. Michael Carter, he is listed as doubtful with his ankle sprain. I would expect Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight, to remain 
the main running back here with Ty Johnson mostly working in for PPR uh, or uh, uh, receiving work. And then James Robinson, if Mike, again, Michael Carter, I expect him to be out this week. So I would expect James Robinson to be active and probably sees a couple of touches. But this team, based on some remarks from uh, uh, Robert Sala and then how Bam Knight played last week, I think he remains the running back one there, uh, not James Robinson. I don't think, even if James Robinson is active, I don't think they would give him majority of the touches. So if uh, if you have Bam Knight, I think you can play him as a running back three flex option. And then same with Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson is getting good PPR value from Mike White being quarterback. So you probably play both. Antonio Gibson, he's dealing with a foot sprain. Uh, he's a limited participant Wednesday, did not participate uh, Thursday to get some rest, and then a limited participant on Friday. List is questionable. Scott Turner had stated earlier in the week that they had a plan for load management for Gibson so that he would be ready for this week. So I'm not reading too much into this um, injury status. I think the team is just limiting his reps so that they can save him for game time. Um, but I'm, I'm a little skeptical on how many touches he'll exactly see. They'll probably lean on Brian Robinson, if I were to guess. So I, I know it's hard to sit Antonio Gibson because he can be so efficient with his receiving work with his touches, um, not necessarily rushing, but with his receiving work and good PPR value. But if you have a strong pivot here, I would recommend sitting Antonio Gibson. And I would, if you had both, which hopefully you don't have both running backs from Washington, but if you have both, I would probably start Brian Robinson over Antonio Gibson this week. Mike Boone, he has been activated off of IR, so he will play. He was added to the 53-man roster. Um, I this may limit Latavius Murray's receiving upside, but this should remain Murray's backfield here with majority of the touches, and then Boone likely sees some of the passing down work. So I wouldn't recommend uh, playing Mike Boone. Latavius Murray should remain a good running back too, and just hopefully <laughs> hopefully Denver turns in a decent offensive performance, if you can even qualify that. All right, at wide receiver, Jamar Chase. He has been listed as questionable. However, very good to see he went from a limited participant the first two days of practice to a full participation on Friday. And then he has already told reporters that he plans to play. Now, um, this is how I'm reading into it, right? With uh, there, was a, there was a really good thread. Some reporter had a really good discussion with Jamar Chase and broke down his injury. So... Basically, Jamar, Jamar Chase said he had a chance to play last week, but he didn't feel 100%, so he held himself out from last week. So when I, when I hear that, the fact that he's going to play this week, that tells me, and he got full reps in on Friday, limited on, on Wednesday, Thursday, that tells me with his reps, he feels at least close, if not all the way, 100%. So... If he's active, which I expect him to be active, you play him, right? You start him and, and assume that he's going to be 100%. The risk here is that in-game, if he feels anything weird, there's the risk based on his, his comments that he may pull himself out of the game and just not risk it for future health. But I, I, you know, I think we just play him and we basically hope everything goes well. And then great matchup here. I, again, I expect Chase... I know the risk here. I know a lot of people have talked about that. Chase, I expect to be very close to 100% uh, skill set wise and not be limited in his route running, in receiving, any of that. So 
If he's active, you play him. Debo Samuel, he is dealing with a quad strain. He's been on and off the injury report with hamstring strains, quad strain now, cramping. Um, I think he was limping. I, I remember seeing him limp off uh, last week's game, but he did return to the game. He's listed as questionable. He was did not participate on Wednesday and Thursday and then limited participation on Friday. And I saw some beat reporters say, I think it was uh, David Lombardi, he said he saw, during the media portion, they saw him do limited, very limited work. My gut, you know, the, the Niners are playing Miami. So Kyle Shanahan versus Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel was once Kyle Shanahan's uh, right-hand man. I do think there's a little gamesmanship here. I think Debo, yes, they've probably limited his reps just to get him fully healthy because he's been on and off the report and then his past soft tissue injuries. But I have a gut feeling here that Debo will wind up playing. And then if he's playing, you can likely start him as at least a wide receiver three with upside. So just keep an eye on the, on his status. If he's out, obviously you don't play him uh, unless you're – well, don't don't even play him if you're tanking this terrible uh, mentality to have. But uh, just watch for his game status. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be active, and I think he's going to play. And if he's active, we can play him. Jerry Judy, he has been listed as a game-time decision with his ankle sprain. I do not expect Judy to play this week. I think he's going to be close next week, but, yeah, he likely won't be ready this week. So, But if he is active, I would recommend sitting him. And then Cortland Sutton on the same team there, uh, he's dealing with an illness. He was listed as questionable, but I just saw a report saying, he told reporters that he is feeling better and he, he expects himself to play. So... If Sutton plays, I think you can play him. If Judy plays, I would sit him. And then Kendall Hinton likely remains a decent flex for now in PPR leagues. He's not getting a ton of yards, but he's getting decent volume at least and like four or five catches. So if you need a deep wide receiver option, Kendall Hinton could give you some value. Mike Williams, he is out. I think he's going to be close next week. He's either going to return week 14 or week 15. Um, he didn't practice at all this past week, so we'll have to see how he does next week. This keeps Josh Palmer as a decent start, and then DeAndre Carter is definitely flex-worthy here. Zay Jones, he's done with a chest injury. He was a limited participant three all three days out of the pre- out of the week, and this is questionable. Keep an eye on his status. We don't know if he's going to play. I haven't seen any reports on him, whether he's going to play or not. Um, so just keep an eye on that. If he's active, I think he's flex-worthy to play this week. Ah, and I just saw a report um, going back to quarterbacks here. Matt Stafford has just been placed on IR, so that pretty much ends his season. So um, we'll have to see. Again, we have no idea with Matt Stafford if he's going to play next year. We would think he would play next year, but... Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But at least for this year, Matt Stafford's year is over. The Rams season is over, so that makes sense. All right, we're moving on. As Niners fans, hate to see that on the injury side. As Niners fans, don't mind seeing the Rams fall apart. Uh, Darius Slayton, he is dealing with an illness as well. However, he's fully off the injury report and is going to play. So I think you can play him this week. On the other side, though, Richie James... Um, he is listed as questionable. He's only been getting been able to get in limited participations in due to a, a knee injury. He was able to finish the game last week, but he was hobbling a little bit. Um, 
there's the risk that Richie James, re-injury risk if he plays. So I think you should sit Richie James this week, even if active. Start Darius Slayton. Brandon Cooks, he's already been listed as out due to calf strain. Uh, could be more than a one-week absence here, just so, just to be prepared for that. Uh, it could be a bump for Nico Collins, but I just don't know. This Texans team is just awful. Um, this is a decent matchup for Damian Pierce, but I, I just if you're starting any Texan players, I will pray for you. At tight end, David Njoku, he's already been listed as out. There was a report that came out saying, you know, David Njoku last week was listed on the report with an ankle and knee injury. Um, a report came out this week saying this knee injury is a new issue for him. So hopefully he wasn't able to practice all week, uh, didn't even get a limited participation in. So hopefully this is only a one-week absence. We have to be prepared that it's a little worse than that. Um, hopefully he comes back next week or at least for week 15 for fantasy playoffs. So just keep an eye on that. If you need a tight end option, Harrison Bryant could give you some value over the next uh, over the next week or two, depending on how long Njoku's out. And then we don't we don't know how this offense is going to be with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. It could just go, you know, wheels up, or he could be rusty as he comes back. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. Um, yeah, this will be an interesting week. He's <laughs> and it's in Houston, I'm pretty sure. So that'll be interesting to watch. Juwan Johnson, he has been a did not participate now all three days this week. Um, the game's on Monday night. I just now saw a no, saw a notification. He isn't practicing today either, so that's three days in a row. Um, he's likely not going to play Monday night. So, and even if he is going to be active, he he would be very touchdown dependent. I would think the fact that he hasn't been able to practice likely on limited snaps. I believe Adam Trapman is back. So. Um, yeah, even if he's active, don't start Juwan Johnson this week. Daniel Bellinger, he's listed as questionable. I do believe he will return this week to the field, but you probably can't start him in fantasy just yet. I really loved his utilization. The team was using him in, in many different ways. Not, not making the comparison, especially talent-wise, but it seemed like the Giants were using Daniel Bellinger almost in a Travis Kelsey-type style where... You know, Kelsey would get a couple rush attempts, these end-arounds at the goal line. The the Giants were actually using Bellinger in that sense. So really good to see for his future value. He's a buy low for me in, in dynasty leagues, especially TEP leagues, uh, tight end premium leagues. But, yeah, for fantasy purposes this week, unless you are absolutely desperate and have no other options, you probably shouldn't start Daniel Bellinger this week. Jelani Woods, he is listed as questionable with a shoulder and quad injury. The shoulder injury had been, um, that's kind of been longstanding. He's been managing that. He's been playing through that. Uh, the quad injury was a new one. However, he went from a did not participate on Wednesday, Thursday to a full participation on Friday. I do think he plays. I think it, kind of similar situation with um, Bellinger, just, just um, uh, you know, with Woods, I would start him if he's active. Bellinger, I wouldn't. But I think if you're in a, a tough situation at tight end, Jelani Woods could actually give you some decent value. I think he led the Colts in targets last week, if I remember the, the target share correctly. So could be a very interesting tight end option, um, especially if you have someone like Njoku who's out or Juwan Johnson, if you had been 
banking on him. See if Jelani Woods is available. I think he plays, and if he plays, I think he can play him this week for fantasy. And then I wanted to touch on two guys who are on IR currently uh, because they have implications for the next couple weeks. Darren Waller, he is eligible to come off IR week 14 from his hamstring strain. However, Josh McDaniels has commented that he likely won't be ready by then. So if you if you have Foster Moreau, um, keep him rostered. Don't drop Moreau thinking, oh, Waller's going to be back soon. It doesn't sound like Waller will be back. Uh, and, and we probably can't use Waller again for fantasy purposes, most likely. Dallas Goddard, on the other hand, he had been dealing with that AC sprain. He's no longer wearing the sling, and then he told reporters that he is expecting to return when eligible and play Week 15. So we should have him perfect timing back for uh, fantasy playoffs. All right, that covers all main injuries this week. If you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Debbie's Players Injuries channel and follow me follow me on Twitter at JamThrivePT for live updates. Uh, the last couple weeks, I have been absolutely slammed at work. So I do apologize. I, I think I've missed a couple of questions on Twitter there. Um, always, you know, I, I'm, I'm always checking DMs. So, and I actually probably respond better to that versus scrolling through. Um, I manage a clinic here at my job. And it's just, there are times I open Twitter and just like, ah, I just don't want to scroll, honestly. So if you have any injury questions, always feel free to reach out in the DMs or again in that player injuries channel on Destination Debbie's Discord. All right, guys, good luck. Hope you're all making good pushes in uh, for fantasy playoffs. We all want wins, so good luck on that end. And uh, remember to turn, keep churning value. Even if you're rebuilding, use this time. Don't give up on the season. Don't check out from your teams. Right now could be the perfect time to get some future value. So sell aging, people, aging vets, aging people that you don't want on your roster next year to contenders. Get future value. All right, good luck.